0: everyone, welcome to Kai Alpha After Hours. We're your hosts, Cassie, Nathan, and Christian, here to take a closer look at what it means to follow Jesus on the university campus. For the month of February, we're going to be focusing on certain relationship dynamics and how God designed them to be, which often looks different from the way we see them play out in American university culture. We're kicking things off today with an exploration of spiritual friendship. And then we'll be following this up with episodes on singleness, dating, and marriage, each hosted by one of us with a panel of staff and significant others who we think will have helpful things to say on that topic. These episodes may be different for most because they'll leave more space for sharing from personal experiences, but I think we'll be able to learn a lot from hearing how other people have navigated these times in their lives, and I'm really looking forward to hearing what everyone has to say. I wanted us to start by talking about spiritual friendship because our other three episodes will be focused more on romantic relationships and our culture likes to perpetuate the myth that romance is the highest form of love. But Jesus tells us that isn't true. He tells us in John 15, 13, that greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. So according to Jesus, at least, and since we believe God is love, then we should really let him have the final say on the subject. Friendship is the highest form of love. That's a really big deal. So we're starting with friendship because Jesus thinks it's the most important. Um, so let's start with some assumptions about friendship in general. Um I mean, most of us have experience having friendships, but um, what is this supposed to look like in an ideal world or an ideal friendship?
1: Well, in um it's interesting, in the ancient world, they actually really did believe that um, spiritual that or no, just friendship in general was higher than any kind of like, romantic relationships you had. Actually, it's a really ancient understanding that friendship was like the highest or um, coolest thing that you could have. So um, a lot of times, you know, people would talk a lot about being closer to their friends than they were to their wives or or different things like that. And so, um, so I think it's just a modern thing. Actually, it's just a kind of recent thing in the last couple of years to have that elevation of like you know romance is above our our friendships and um so so yeah so i think so that's just kind of like a context thing i think a little bit
2: Mm -hmm. what was the question
1: (laughs) (laughs) i also think (laughs) i also think in that you know like just kind of how you're talking about how you know, we got friendships and um, dating relationships. You know, it's interesting. I actually think, you know, when we talk, we'll talk about a dating one, I'm sure, or romance ones. But it's like that exciting, like, and there's like a, a sexual aspect to it. Um, you know, the best marriages are the ones where there's actual friendship. Mm-hmm. Or the actual friendship. So I guess, you know, what, you know, what, what makes that different than a romantic relationship? And, and one, of them, one of the keys is that it's a mutual thing. It's like it's a, a two-way street, you know, that um, both uh, two friends, like, see each other. And they, they have a mutual respect for each other. Mm-hmm. And um, they kind of want to be more like each other. And um, yeah, there's this mutual understanding of, well, you're cool. And you think I'm cool. And I think you're cool for thinking I'm cool, um, and it can just kind of keep going from there. And um, that's 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 the beginning of real friendship.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think at the same time, you know, our our world is marked by sin, right? So friendships aren't going to be perfect. Um, like we we can idealize friendship and be like, yeah, this is going to be this great relationship, and we're always going to get along, and we'll have everything in common. Um, but it takes work to actually get there, and there might be times when we screw up and we do things that anger our friends or cause them to be hurt. And so there's also this reconciliation process, but friendship in this life isn't perfect in the way that Jesus originally designed it to be. It is still this really high form of love. It is still really important, um, but it's not going to be perfect all the time. So I think in some sense, we as Christians have to work towards this um, this ideal of what Jesus is teaching us, friendship looks like, um, and trust that He actually can work in our relationships to make them better than they would be if we if we didn't have Jesus modeling that for us.
2: I think a, an assumption of about friendship is actually, <clears throat> I think of the the most uh, influential friendships I have. They aren't actually fixated on fun. Actually, so. My friends um, uh, Miles and my friend Benny are two people that I uh, have been friends with. I've been friends with Miles for like 25 years. Mm -hmm. Um, I just saw him over the holiday break. Um, He still lives in my hometown. Um, And like we, I mean, partly we just enjoy this aspect, admittedly. So this is our variation of fun. But I saw him and we walked for two hours and we just talked about whatever... We wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. um, and there's this level of like helping each other process like things that are going on in our lives and thing questions that we've had um, and stuff. And for myself, <clears throat> having had those kinds of friendships, I also meet people and kind of engage new relationships, and I start off in this like fun realm, you know, like hey, let's play a board game, hey, let's do this, let's do that, and stuff. And those are those are good, but on some level I do see a culture that's like, that says well this is as far as it gets, and I was like and I am kind of just tired Mm -hmm. at times of those relationships sometimes, because I'm just like I actually want someone who wants to talk to me about the stuff that's really going on in my life, you know Um, you know, Miles and I can talk about depression that we're going through Um, he's got family now and so like if he's if he's having a hard time with his kids or something like that which his kids are great but Mm -hmm. you know he we can talk about those things and one of the things that's really cool about my friendship with Miles is that it's been a friendship for 25 years and there's been like gaps of like not connecting for a year long time Mm -hmm. or more and then we're like hey I haven't talked to him in forever and we're just like okay like let's do this. And -hmm. then we just pick it up. Um, My friend Benny is kind of the same way. It's like, we can just talk about anything. Mm -hmm. And it's just really, that's restful. The fact that we can be vulnerable on that level. The fact that it's like, wow, he kind of knows all of my crap and he's still around for it. Mm -hmm. And he also, or they, both of them are like, well, no. And we want your life to be better. And I want the same thing. And so um, I think in my experience of people's lives um, or experience of relationships, like I and observing other people's relationships. There's a level of like, let's just have fun. Like, like that's what I do with my friends is we go and have fun. And um, there is a just a deeply missed opportunity. Fun is a good component. Don't get me wrong. Like Miles and Benny and I laugh the Dickens off. Miles is the only person that finds me consistently funny. I actually have to temper my humor around most people, and Miles is just like I like. He doesn't even like. I can't believe you said that, and he's just like that is the funniest thing. I get to make philosophy jokes. No one on staff makes laughs, laughs at philosophy Sorry, jokes.
0: David.
2: It's okay, um, and so there is this fun aspect to those relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, important. The fact that you can laugh with someone is really important. But at the same time, if like, if if all you're trying to do is like achieve, like, can I make this person laugh? Um, then it's based on a condition of like, can I achieve something in this relationship? Mm-hmm. But I think deep friendship that we're going to be talking about today is is marked by the ability to not have to try to do much. Mm-hmm. In some ways. It's like I can just be here. Yeah, Like Miles and I, oh man, you know what's great about Miles? We can walk for five minutes and say nothing. That's weird. Yes. Miles <laughs> and, or Christian and I, we cannot walk 30 seconds without saying something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like Miles and I, it's like, no, it's fine. Like we don't mm-hmm. have to say stuff. Like we're here. We're at peace with one another. We enjoy stillness together. mm
3: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think kind of what you're you're pointing out with this story is, or this uh, this friendship you're telling us about, Nathan, is that in today's world, our um, our relationships, our friendships, can just be really shallow. I think um, you know there was a like again a guy that I quote a lot. You know, Nathan quotes. Um, Mother Teresa, a guy <laughs> I quote a lot, is Dr. Houston. And he said right now, the the age that we're in is that, you know, there was a reformation of doctrine about 500 years ago. He says, today we need a reformation of relationship hmm. and that, um, that our lives are just full of shallow relationships. And, um, you know, we have friends that we we do like go hiking with, or we have friends that we do fun things with. We play ping pong with these friends. These are our movie friends. These are our gaming friends. You know, mm-hmm. but um, but actually, we're supposed to have like deep, deep friendships where we can share like all of our deepest struggles with the people mm-hmm. around us, and and that that that's not. We don't have like our deep sharing friends. We have friends that. The whole spectrum of, you know, we can laugh, have fun, but then we can also go really deep. And I think that is just something that is really missing. And I think we just have a, like a fear of vulnerability. And also, like, we don't believe, like, friendships should have any kind of work or responsibility to them. Like, they should just be fun all the time. Um, people shouldn't expect me, expect things from me as a friend but you know there's a lot expected of a person you know loyalty maybe mm-hmm. a degree of confidentiality mm-hmm. i think real friends are always pulling for each other's best mm-hmm. right so like a real friend might confront another friend saying what are you doing you're ruining your life you know like a real friend's going to tell you the truth even when it hurts mm-hmm. you know but i think we you know in our modern time we just try to protect ourselves and like try to not be vulnerable not really share what's going on and so we really limit the capacity that friendship could really have. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think um, I hear us already talking about deepening friendships and what that can look like. Um, So today we're talking about spiritual friendship. So the question would be, what is spiritual friendship and how does that look different from like a regular, just like a deep friendship as it might be, you know, even without a Christian context?
2: You know, one thing that I think of is actually Christian and I had a conversation earlier this week and uh, I had said something about a month ago and Christian was like, you know, Nathan, that kind of, that hurt a little bit. It Mm -hmm. stung a little bit. And we had a conversation. I, of course, apologized because I was like, I I didn't mean to sting with what I said. Mm -hmm. Um, And one, I would say that's a mark of a spiritual friendship is one, the ability to apologize, like, and actually mean it. Mm -hmm. Um, but the other thing that we talked about, Christian and I, was like the ability to plant seeds in another person. And uh, I know for my life, and most people's lives, actually, I would say that we there are people that have hurt us, and we actually just like try to keep the seeds out of the field. Like we know people are planting seeds in our field, so to speak. These ideas about who we are. These ideas about the quality of. Of um, our person Mm -hmm. and they're planting these seeds and we're like I don't want these seeds and we're just pulling them out and we're kind of hating the person in the process even possibly Um, or at least that was my tendency is to be really angry towards them Um, but like spiritual friendship is like a level of being able to allow or not even being able to but actually allow just allowing the person to plant seeds like this is someone i think of a marriage which is a good friendship that's built on good friendship it's i've i'm committing to allow this person to say things that are meaningful and impactful in my life and allowing them and what they say to change who i am um and so I think that's a that's a huge component or a huge distinction between like kind of a like a uh, friendship compared to a um, spiritual friendship. Spiritual friendship is one where I'm like, no, this person is significant enough that I allow them to say meaningful things to me. And I allow those things to grow in me. And sometimes even friends say things that sting and we have to be like, hey, I don't want that seed actually that I planted in you. In you. Sorry, question. Oh, that's okay.
0: <laughs> I talked about it. He rejected it. It's okay.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think I think in a lot of ways, you know, I think that a real, a just regular friendship and a spiritual friendship aren't that different, but in one sense they can be different. In a lot of ways, like Nathan just talked about, is just there's another level of depth that you allow a person into, and that there's even like a conscience. There's a conscious in both. Both the friends or all the friends are kind of all dedicated together to pressing towards God together. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like this shared journey aspect, and and that that just like all you know, friends having really deep relationships, sharing everything that's going on, being there for each other. But spiritual friendship has that added element of like we're in spiritual continuity with each other. You know, so you know a Christian probably can't have a have a real spiritual friendship with a person who's not a christian because you know if they're going in a different spiritual direction
3: mm-hmm.
1: then you guys can't really share that part of your journey together you know um one of my my mentor brady bob inc you know he had a really fun long definition <laughs> of spiritual friendship but i'll just kind of say it you know it's a uh, it's reciprocal non-romantic non-erotic affection and loyalty um in a relationship rooted and governed by godly love that promotes the divine good. And I think that sense of promoting the divine good is like the main quality there, mm-hmm. you know. And I think, too, it's worth saying, um, you know, he's saying this in the sense of non-erotic affection, non-romantic. Um, and that that's true. And he par- partially puts that in there because, um, you know, our culture is so— you know romance and erotic crazy right now, they think mm-hmm. any close relationship has to lead to sex, whether it's like guys, girls, whatever, like that you can't be close to somebody and not want to sleep with them, you know and that's mm-hmm. and so there's almost this this sense of like weirdness to it, and you know he's just totally right is that we can have really great spiritual relationships with people that have that don't go anywhere like sexually or anything like that so that that's really why that's in there Mm -hmm. and i the reason i want to just point that out is because you can have a real spiritual friendship with your wife right you know with your husband um that's very possible and in those kind of instances sure that's gonna have some level of eroticism or um sexual (laughs) (laughs) sexual sexuality but um but i think the point is is that um you know most of your spiritual friendships, you know, all of them minus one is going to be um, non-sexual, and that mm-hmm. you can have really good intimate um, relationships like that, um, but uh, but they don't lead to any kind of, mm-hmm. you know, sex, I guess, <laughs> or eroticism. So,
0: yeah, I think the the phrase promotes the divine good is really key. Right. Like I have friends who are Christians and together we, um, you know, we are pretty close and we share some vulnerable things. But I think that is another level of commitment where it's saying, you know, not only am I committed to you as a person, but I'm committed to seeing you fulfill God's mission for your life. Right. Like I'm going to hold you accountable to that. Even I'll call you out if you're not doing it. Um, And so I do see that as like this other layer of friendship and trust. Where you're giving this person enough access to your life um, and being vulnerable with them to be able to say, "Hey, here's where I'm really at," and you can correct me if I'm wrong um, in in the things that Jesus has called me to. If I'm not holding holding my end of the bargain, you know.
2: I think something like talking about that divine good. Some relationships that I've had, we can talk about God a great deal and still not have a meaningful friendship Mm
3: -hmm.
2: there is a very very big difference between like oh you know you know i've done evangelistic relationships for example that that's actually and i'm a kind of friend with them and that is part of the goal in those evangelistic relationships but we may might talk about god Mm -hmm. but they're but spiritual friendship talks about god in a very, very different way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of an example,
1: but... I mean, I've, I've had friends who you're like, oh, yeah, we're talking about God, and we have all these fun, stimulating conversations. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, you know, you just kind of miss each other on mm-hmm. when it comes to like, uh, why do you live your life that way? You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, and they could be really great, strong Christians, but there's a sense where it's like, you know, I really enjoy talking theology with this person or I really enjoy talking about God with this person. But I don't know if this person and I are like going to connect at that deep spiritual friendship level mm-hmm. where there's this sense of mutual like, like we believe in each other. We want to see mm. more of the other in us. We believe that we can mm. promote each other to the divine good together where I'm not necessarily hoping for the divine bad for the other guy (laughs) you know what i mean but it's like uh, at the same time i don't know it just we're not we're not walking it's not that he's not a christian you Mm -hmm. know not walking towards jesus it's just i don't know if we're walking in step in the same place and so you know we're just going to be friends at that like theological level there's probably a level Mm -hmm. where yeah we probably won't be super strong spiritual friends but but um you know, I think that's kind of what you're mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah, I think I think the, a clear example,
2: I would say, is the last time I talked to Miles actually was, um, as I said, like about a month ago uh, over the holiday break. And Miles and I, of course, we talk about books. Uh, we talked about G.K. Chesterton and stuff like that. And that's just something that we both enjoy and connect over. And we both enjoy philosophy and theology and, mm-hmm. and things like that. But I would say, and all of that's stimulating. But then there was a point in the conversation where uh, where Miles had said to me, he's like, you know what? As I've gotten older, I've just started realizing I don't really care about all the intellectual stuff as much as I thought I did. And I'm really paying more attention to the people that I think are of substance in, like around me like I'm looking for those people that just live a good life they're not necessarily smart they're just like good people who are living their life as well as they can and that was spiritual friendship in that moment was like this confession of what he really is finding valuable to himself mm-hmm. he's not and he doesn't care what I think On some level, on some level, he does, but like (laughs) some level, but he can just Mm -hmm. confess that and trust that I'm like going to receive that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah. And like, just, we talked about that for a while and like what that Mm -hmm. meant for him and, and stuff. And I reciprocated even, you know, that feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, even for, for, you know, those healthy spiritual friendships, there's like, we, St. Therese of Lisieux. There we go. First quote of the day for me. Um, I actually said, you know, like all of our spiritual talk is oftentimes like just it's actually not that good. Hmm. And I think we can make the huge mistake within spiritual friendship and even in prayer that like, um, you know, oh, I'm talking about God. So I'm doing the I'm doing the holy thing. It's like. Hmm it's, you're not quite there. You haven't quite penetrated. And I think part of it is, is like just growing up, Yeah. you know, Miles and I have been close friends and he's just learning this about himself. Like mm-hmm. I actually value like people of good quality and good nature. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Before we move on, I think it's important to highlight, we're not saying like every person in your life should be your spiritual friend, right? Like it's mm-hmm. okay to have these friendships at different levels of commitment. And that's good even, right? Like, You should know a variety of people and um, be talking to them about your faith, right? And that's good and um, that's great, actually. But also there's this sense of spiritual friendship can be this really life-giving thing. Um, And so it is to be pursued on some sense, Uh, maybe not with every person you've ever met, but um, to have some people in your life who can have that kind of relationship with you uh, can be really good and really supportive as you're going about living a life of faith. Um, so in the Bible we do see examples of spiritual friendship. So what are some of those examples? And um, just to highlight those briefly, so we can we can go and study some more on our own.
1: <laughs> I mean the the main example in the Bible that is used like all the time is David and Jonathan.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, you know David and Jonathan they they just have a a strong bond because they have strong values. And so Jonathan starts to see David as a potential friend when he sees David go out and um, fight Goliath. And um, Jonathan also was like a very strong, very brave warrior, very committed to God. And um, then just as they grew as as warriors, as um, subjects in Israel and uh, had a lot of success in military and they got to know each other and got to know each other's faith. They just had this sense, this strong bond of friendship, and um, and you know they 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 went through this like little process, which I think is helpful to think about. I think um you know it's partially like even C.S. Lewis also like kind of walked through this in his book um the Four Loves, you know, on and the, and he uses this is under the chapter phileo, which means you know friendship, um, friendship love, and so he has this like little process, and it starts with um. Acquaintance, you know, or he would also maybe even use the word club ability, like like that maybe you like are friends over chess or something like that. You find some kind of you know, kind of you know, maybe we like League of Legends. Is that LOL Lol? What is it? Yeah. Is that what they Is, it? <laughs> the is the that big with the kids still? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the the, <laughs> the League of Legends. So she just called her audience the kids. The kids. <laughs> the, yeah. Okay. Is that big with who the like 23? Yeah. Okay. Who so. Like
0: legends. Yeah.
1: So anyway, I don't know what's big anymore. I didn't say Goldeneye. What? Nobody what? even knows what that is. Goldeneye was Actually, huge in the 90s. A lot of people probably still know what Goldeneye.
3: I don't, is. Okay. Oh. Anyway,
1: anyway, it doesn't matter. But you know, you find something. You know, the club ability just has to do with like, hey, we find something. We both like taking pictures. Oh, this is so fun. Like we. Like the hike, you know, you find something kind of like an activity that's like, I don't know, seemingly, it's just, it's fun. It's something you enjoy. But then you go to this other process of discovery, like you start discovering as you're going down this road of like, well, we enjoy chess, but we also enjoy, you know, whoa, you like hiking? I like hiking. You also love 18th century Russian literature? (laughs) That's crazy. I also enjoy that. Why do you enjoy that? You enjoy it because of this thing? I enjoy it for that too. So it's like, whoa, all of a sudden you're getting closer. You're you're finding like you have some shared values. It's not just like Mm -hmm. interest, but like the way you see the world, there's ways Mm -hmm. that you see it that are similar. You know, Nathan has his friend and they're like him and Miles, they both like philosophy. They both like what? And they, it talks to their values of how they like mm-hmm. to think critically and, and examine the world.
0: Like the way of thinking instead of just an activity. Yeah. It's
1: just an activity. It's like, it goes down to like partially commitments of who they are. And then they get to this point where you're like, man, I really enjoy, I enjoy this. I would, you know, and goes to this place of self-giving. So it's like, you know, you start, you know, Nathan and Miles, they start hanging out and then Miles says, oh, I got this thing going on. And, and Nathan's, like, motivated and excited to give to Miles to make sure that, like, he's helped in whatever. Or maybe, you know, um, Nathan even just wants to give him a gift because he's like, hey, you're my friend. I'm going to give you a Christmas gift, you know. Um, you know, Nathan, uh, a while ago, he gave me a chance to rapper hat. I was having a really dark day. <laughs> and out of, I'm not kidding. I was having a dark day. And I was just expressing, I am so sad right now about this thing. He's like, well, I've been saving this, and so he goes upstairs and gets a chance at the rapper hat, and he brings it, and it was such a life-giving moment. And that's just an example of like, oh, we're we're giving, and that's the, that's a, another level of spiritual friendship. And then the last one would probably like a covenant-making, saying like, I expect this, like, I like kind of formally saying, hey, we're friends, and we want to be have a covenant together, um, where. We want our, the substance of our friendship to last for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. That That isn't the same as saying, like, let's make a covenant. We'll hang out every week. <laughs> we'll go for a... It's not, it's not about activities, mm-hmm. but it's about, like, a substance of relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to be loyal to each other. We're going to always be promoting the divine good in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be seasons where, you know, maybe you won't see them again. I have a lot of really strong spiritual friends, probably at this level, that I haven't seen in a few years. But when I do hang out with them, it's like we know that we're pulling for each other. Mm-hmm. And there's just a sense of camaraderie that mm-hmm. we have because we've built it in years past. And when we get together, it's like we kind of pick up where we left off and, and we find out what, how our lives have – what's happened in our lives. But we know – and we maybe we've even changed a little bit, but the core – of who we are and how we're pursuing God is the same. And we're still mm-hmm. pushing each other towards that. And so so it's not something like this covenant making isn't about expectations, but it's more about committing to a substance of, of, of friendship mm-hmm. um, in, in each other's lives.
2: Yeah. I like just kind of uh, a description. I think I think this is very much in the story of David and Jonathan. But um, Christian mentioned substance to the relationship. And one thing, and, and loyalty, um, To an example of this that I've noticed in my life is years and years ago, years and years ago, I was dating this girl. And I had this moment of like, I wonder what I would do if this girl didn't like Miles. Because I'd been friends with Miles for eight years. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'd dump her.
3: Whoa, yeah. <laughs> i was like
2: yeah you don't get between me and miles like <laughs> yeah. yeah or actually really any of my friends at the time and there's like this level of like N- no i know what's good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i know what's good miles is a good friend mm-hmm. and you're a bad friend if you get between <laughs> me and miles yeah or and um there's that level of loyalty there's that level of substance and i think that there's a huge level of you know, in our a uh, uh, very real aspect of our just our relationships in general is like weighing those relationships in some way. Like mm-hmm. Miles isn't going to choose uh, me over Ramona, like, and mm-hmm. he's not going to choose me over his kids, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, and that's good. Yeah, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And there's this level of. Is his wife's name Ramona? <laughs> What this is? Right. why. No, I right. said you. Oh me! You're, You're saying no. me? Like, okay. Oh, sorry, <laughs> okay. Christian. Oh, okay. Christian is not going to choose <laughs> okay, yeah. me over Ramona. That'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah. no, that'd be crazy. <laughs> anyway, that'd be yeah. crazy. I, yeah. I don't yeah. think I've ever met another Ramona. Yeah, I don't think I have. Anyway, <laughs> I but, think, yeah, go ahead. But, but yeah, it's just a statement about the, um, like, what does that substance look like? What does that mm-hmm. loyalty look like? It's literally. I am not choosing new things, exciting things, you know. I'm like, hey, this is my first girlfriend, and she's really pretty, and, you know, we talk a lot, and I'm like, but she has to get along with Miles, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. she doesn't necessarily have to be, like, besties with him, but, like, if she's like, Miles is a bad friend, I'm like, yeah, no, (laughs) no, 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 no,
1: That says something about you. We're out. It's over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, this shows up a lot in David and Jonathan's friendship, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I had not read when I was like hearing from Brady and I was like, I don't know what these people are. And I go and read it and I'm like, whoa, okay, there was a lot of sacrifice here. Like Jonathan gave up being king because he saw that God wanted David to be king. And he's like, well, I'm in a position to help Mm -hmm. make that happen. Yeah, Um, And so he honored and elevated their friendship and their commitments to God over what you know most of us would say hey that's pretty good for you being king um but he was willing to step in and to to help save david's life um and just to to really fall in line with what god wanted which wasn't necessarily what may have seemed best to him but it seemed best to him to honor god and to honor Mm -hmm. david um and there's just so much beauty in that and i don't think we see that often um in our culture of saying you know it's okay to make these really big sacrifices that don't make sense to anyone else for the sake of this really good friendship that you have.
1: And and the divine good of Mm -hmm. what is going to happen in the other person and in yourself, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I would, we didn't go through it very explicitly, but you know, I, I challenge you guys, if if you're listening, you know, go, go and read first Samuel 18 to 20 and try to look for these, um, these four things like this sense of acquaintance or club ability. And then, uh, Discovery is the second one. Self-giving is the third, and covenant-making is the fourth. And start start looking at that. Another another good example of spiritual friendship in the Bible is um, between Ruth and Naomi mm. in the Book of Ruth. Yeah. Um, you know, Naomi is um, Ruth's mo- mother-in-law, and actually, um, Naomi has two daughter-in-laws, and they both get married and. Um, well, they marry okay they marry Naomi's <laughs> sons okay right. well the sons die yep and they're just like there and Naomi's like alright hey girls I gotta go home you guys are great mm-hmm. but I'm out of here and my sons are dead this family thing's over so I'm going home and there's just a sense of you know yeah the sons have died it's natural you guys want to get on with your lives you guys could probably marry somebody else go go home and one of them does.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: One of them leaves. She's like, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, you're right. This is over. See mm-hmm. you. I'm going to go try to get married. And Naomi says, no, I love you too much. You Ruth. Ruth. Oh, sorry, sorry. Ruth says that. Sorry. Thank you. Ruth says to Naomi, no, no, no. I love you too much. You know, she sees the value in Naomi. And Ruth just says, you know, I'm going to go with you. Your God is my God. Mm-hmm. Your people will be my people. Like there's just this sense of like she's going to give up her life in this other country and go with Naomi. Mm-hmm. And there's a sense of we're in this together. And that's that's another just strong spiritual spiritual friendship. Mm-hmm. And you see Naomi really pull for Ruth's best um, throughout the rest of the the book too. So it's mm-hmm. just that's also a really beautiful one. That's a mm-hmm. that's a girl compliment. Yay. There we go. Get some girl power there. Hey, you thanks. know. So <laughs> mm.
0: yeah. So these are some examples in the Bible. um, But obviously, all of us are like, hey, you know, this spiritual friendship thing sounds pretty good. How do I get there? Um, I know that was a frustration for me after I had gone back and read the story of David and Jonathan being like, okay, I want this. But what do I do? How do I get there? Um, And so I'd like for us to talk like, what are some intentional steps we can take if we want to build a spiritual friendship and to have one of those? Or a few of those.
1: You know, one that I know, this is going to sound really crazy. Okay. Okay. We're ready. It's not. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Is be a nice person.
0: Whoa.
1: You know, like. No joke. That's a thing. <laughs> that's a thing. So if you want to have a strong spiritual friendships, and you want to have strong spiritual friends, then you need to like work at being a good spiritual friend. Mm-hmm. And um, you're not going to make spiritual friends by not trying to make friends. You know, in a lot of ways, the ways that you make spiritual friends is by going out and being um, friendly and trying to make friends. And eventually you're going to make friends and you're going to find people that you're like, man, we got to you you get to this place of discovering about each other and this place of self-giving, but it's from the process of being somebody who wants to make friends Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: is a good friend. And so Mm -hmm. part of it is even just having that initiative and and going out and being somebody that initiates relationships or somebody that's open to relationships, you know? Um, So I think that's a big part of it. It's Mm -hmm. just our own orientation and our own sense of like, I need to be a responsible, good mm-hmm. friend.
2: Yeah, I think I think two, think kind of in the same vein of what Christian is saying is, if you're being a person of quality, you're going to one create people of quality when they're around you, but two, you're going to attract people of quality mm-hmm. of that quality. That's you know there, there's the saying monkeys hang out with monkeys. You know, zebras hang out with zebras and things like that. It's like, is that a it, saying?
0: I've never heard that.
2: Well, I've <laughs> heard it. <laughs> 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 um, it is now, uh, and it. But it is very true. I find mm-hmm. that you know,
1: um, birds pe- of a feather feather flock together.
2: Uh,
3: a
1: feather. <laughs> <laughs> birds of a feather flock together. Is birds that of right? Pleather. Yeah, what? <laughs> right, <yeah>. <laughs> um. <laughs>
2: Anyway, so there by being if if you are like, I really want to be or want to have this sort of friendship Mm -hmm. uh, growing in the qualities of what it is to have the qualities of that friendship Mm -hmm. and then just giving that freely to people produces it. Mm-hmm. And it draws people towards you. So, um, and also, I'm uh, my friend Benny, no joke, this actually happened to him. We were in a philosophy class together, and we sat in a small group. Uh, a Not a small group. It's not like a Bible study. It's like a Bible study, but for philosophy. <laughs> anyway. Great. Anyway, and we're discussing determinism versus free will. Oh. Yes. I just wanted to say how much of a nerd I am. Um, we're discussing this. And he's listening, and he's just like, and he was like, the Lord told me. And, oh, actually, no, before this, he was praying for a friend. He was just like, I have no friends here at Western. I have no Christian friends here at Western. And we're sitting in this philosophy class doing this thing. And he was like, the Lord told me that we were going to be friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a year before I considered us friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: I, I mean, I made a and, lot of my friends in college because we were in a class together. Mm-hmm. And the content in the literature mm-hmm. class or whatever, mm-hmm. or the communication class, it, like, led to faith. Mm-hmm. And then these guys are like, whoa, you're a Christian? And then mm-hmm. we start talking, you know, yeah. like, in a way, very similar. Just, like, yeah. You, yeah. you observe things yeah. in one another yeah. you really value.
2: But my point with Benny is, like, he prayed mm-hmm. for a friend. Yeah. For a spiritual friend. Mm-hmm. And the Lord, I, I genuinely believe that Christianity is all about relationship. It's like, I mean, hey, what's Mm -hmm. the nature of a relationship with God? What's the nature of our, what is the true nature of man's relationship to man? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Lord is like, no, I want relationships. Mm -hmm. I want relationship with you, but I also want you to have relationship with each other. And so pray about it, Mm -hmm. pray for it, ask for it. And also just look for those people that are like, you know what? That's a person of quality. And I want to be around that person, mm-hmm. and then like literally, just like um, intentionally make time to mm-hmm. be with that person because that
0: mm-hmm. could be someone you already know. Yes. So, yeah.
2: Believe it or not, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Instead of diverse, and I would say this: you may have to sacrifice friendships that are just not that fruitful. You know, mm-hmm. I think one thing about our culture is that we are like, oh well, I, look, I have fifty friends. Oh man, I have all the friends on the Facebook and all the followers on Instagram. It's like maybe you should give a few of those up so you can have one that's of substance. Mm-hmm.
3: Um,
1: or at least like like I know people who are like like I remember there was this one student back when uh his World of Warcraft still a big thing.
0: Mm. Yeah. It's not really okay so well, back really. no world kind of warcraft
1: of. no it's still pretty big okay. I think
0: they're doing okay well back There's in the day I mean,
1: it, back in the day there was this thing world of warcraft right like and it was it huge everybody Javi uh, plays it okay so it was a big deal and um <laughs> and so in uh in the world of warcraft like um i had this one guy and he we were like talking about like how lonely he was and he wanted to make some good friends and um I was like, well, you know what? We could go hang out this one time and we could go try to meet some people or, you know, maybe we could all hang out this time. He's like, oh, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm in this guild and these guys are counting on me in World of Warcraft. He's like, I'm like, what? At that time, he's like, man, if I don't play eight hours a day, then they're like, whatever. And it's like, it isn't even just like, it's like, okay, he could still probably hang out with his WOW friends an hour a day or a half hour a day. Like, he doesn't need to, like, even cut him out, but maybe contextualize. Like, I'm all I'm going to do with these guys is play World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. So they probably shouldn't get mm-hmm. the deepest level of my time. It, it's right. not saying stop being those guys' friends. Mm-hmm. But it is saying uh, give it the time that friendship probably mm-hmm. deserves. Mm-hmm. You know, an hour a week would even be good. With the, or a couple, you know, like on Saturday nights, I play for two hours with my gaming friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. But to be like, these are my real friendships, that means you got no real friendships, mm-hmm. you know. And so contextualizing them, trimming mm-hmm. them down. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe there are some negative ones that you do need to cut out. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but yeah, I think in general, even just being willing to contextualize mm-hmm. or, or trim <laughs> down those to the right level mm-hmm. is, is yeah. helpful to make space for good ones. Yeah.
2: And I find with, like, the World of Warcraft example, like, especially those hangout friends, like, when you get into that rhythm of, like, this is what we do, this is what we do, when you want to break out of that, you oftentimes, to successfully do that, you have to actually break out of the activity itself. Hmm. Because, like, you might be trying to intentionally engage them in that space, but they're, like... No, this is I'm doing something else like they're they're not ready to intentionally do something else mm-hmm. sometimes, yeah, um, and so like contextualizing as as Christian put it, and like trimming those down, maybe you really do if you want something just a law of nature, perhaps in order to have something, you have to sacrifice something else typically for it
3: mm-hmm.
2: like. Um, if you want an education at Oregon State University or any university, you have to sacrifice time in order to do it.
3: Right.
2: Which means time with other things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, and if, to have, like, a, a healthy marriage with someone else, you have to sacrifice the potential of all other romantic relationships mm-hmm. in order to have that healthy relationship, mm-hmm. you yeah. know?
0: Yeah. I think, um, you know, we touched briefly on covenant making, right? So if you're in the context of, hey, maybe I've identified someone, I've trimmed the time that I'm spending with other people so that I can really invest in this relationship. um, There is a sense of, you know, you might just have regular rhythms of staying in touch. And maybe that's how you know, okay, we're spiritual friends, but it can be helpful to have a conversation and say, hey, you know, I see us having this really good intentional friendship. Um, and I would love to, you know, commit to this long term. Um, and, and that can continue even when you're in different places. Like I have um, a really good friend back in Bellingham, and now we're in different cities living different lives. And um, so we don't get to see each other in the same way that we did when we lived together last year. Um, but we have these intentional rhythms of... Um, staying in touch and that's because we had a conversation before i left saying okay here's what we're going to do so that we can stay friends at this level um so even if it's even if it's remote you can still have those kinds of spiritual friendships too um, without you know without cutting it because you're in different places or that kind of thing yeah yeah
1: yeah can i just like say one other thing which is kind of like not it's kind of a tangent on this a little bit sure but i think another thing that is important to be intentional about in thinking about spiritual friendships is just like, like, I think in America, we have this idea of like best friends. And um, I don't actually think it's a helpful idea like to have a best friend. Like it almost says like I have a best friend. And then if I have another friend that's a really good friend, then am I cheating on my best <laughs> friend? You know what I mean? Like, you know, real friendships aren't exclusive. Mm. And... If I have a friend, if I have a friend, and then I start making a new friend, my friend should be excited and my friend, my my first friend should be thinking, maybe this other friend is a new friend for me too. Yeah, mm. that's good. You know, there's a sense of the more people we can include in our friendship, that's actually going to be mm. better. Mm-hmm. So, so there shouldn't ever be like this sense of exclusivity or mm. like, what? You can't have more friends than me. Once you do that, you're starting to get really weird. You're starting to get like... Maybe you know the a one word codependent comes to my mind, or like controlling or manipula Like
0: you're not promoting the divine good.
1: You're not <laughs> Yeah, you know yeah. you should be able to have a lot of really good spiritual friends, you know, and that's where it's different than you know like a, a marriage. You know, you only got one of those. You know what I mean? But like, and that's healthy. But you know, having a lot of having, you know, maybe you don't have a, a bunch. You know, maybe maybe we have a mm-hmm. certain capacity as human beings, and we can only have like maybe two or three like spiritual friends at a time, like and that's totally fine. Not everybody has to be your spiritual friend. Um but at the same time, like, we shouldn't be like exclusive in the sense of like, oh sorry, I already have a spiritual friend, <laughs> you know, or yeah. I don't want my friend to have a different spiritual friend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we just need mm-hmm. to be excited about
3: yeah.
1: including more friendships in our lives and and the more people that we that means we have more people on our team promoting the divine good in our mm-hmm. lives mm-hmm. and in this world. And so um, anyway, that's just one thing I want to throw out there that I think is pretty different than the way our culture does, you know, deep friendship. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's a good final thought. Thanks, Christian. Um, I think we'll end there. Christian and Nathan, thank you so much for joining me today. That was fun. Um, and if you're out there listening, thank you so much for making time to learn about deep spiritual friendship. Uh, we hope this has inspired you uh, to go and seek that out. Feel free to email us with comments, questions, or topic suggestions at social at or reach out to one of us in person. Have a great week. And remember, according to Jesus, the highest form of love is deep friendship.